This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce. What's up, everybody? Jack Maloney back with Friendly Bounce, Hardwood Proxies, and Basketball Network. Doing our special season preview podcast, our last one in the Cleveland Cavaliers, with my guy Ian Doherty, fresh off his new contract agreement. He's back with Friendly Bounce. Um, So, yeah, the Cavs, obviously, last year lost in the finals to the Golden State Warriors. They were... 53-29, 53-29, and 29, got the two-seed in the East. Um, all the main pieces are, are the same, uh, but they they kind of swapped out their, their role players. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, Mike Miller, Sean Marion, Brendan Haywood are all gone. And now they have Richard Jefferson, Mo Williams, uh, some guys named Jared Cunningham, and uh, Sasha Khan, the old uh, Kansas big man who's been playing overseas. So yeah, it's it's pretty much the same squad, uh, but no Kyrie until sometime in December, maybe January. Shumpert's out until about the same time, so they're gonna be a little bit shorthanded, you know, to start. But like, do you think any any team has a has a shot at at taking the the Eastern Conference crown from them? I mean, maybe like regular season, but um, yeah. beating them in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, as far as the regular season goes, I mean, it could go like last year. I mean, without Kyrie, without some early, you know, about the you know, the Atlanta Hawks could do what they did, or uh, somebody else could pop up and uh, take the regular season crown. But uh, as far as playoff goes, man, uh, in the East, uh, I'm really not sure if uh, if anybody can beat them. Maybe, maybe the Bulls, uh, but I'm kind of worried about like how their defense is gonna look. Um, and there's and this new like up tempo style with Hoiberg and you know, they've been pushing it a lot, uh, and their offense is looking good, but uh, the defense hasn't been as great. So, you know, I, I really don't know. At this point I would say no, uh, nobody's gonna kinda yeah. beat them in the East. They're gonna they're gonna get to the finals with you know, LeBron, Love, Kyrie. Yeah, I mean, like we saw last year, they don't even have to be 100%. Like, they can still take care of business in the East. And I I don't think that the East, like, I don't think anyone in the East made a jump where I'm, like, worried. Like, I would be worried if I was the Cavs. Um, I think the East is better, like, all around, but it's not like the Hawks got way better or the Wizards, you know, I the Heat, maybe, you know, like if everything goes right for the Heat or if yeah. everything goes right for the Bulls, they can maybe challenge them, but I just don't see it happening once they get to the playoffs, basically as long as LeBron is healthy. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's the thing. I, uh, you know, yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see them in this beginning of the year, though, without, you know, Kyrie, um, 
and LeBron is, you know, he's been having issues with uh, with his back. Yeah. So you don't really know how healthy he's going to be. I want to see how they, uh, you know, incorporate Kevin Love into being, you know, kind of the kind of the go-to guy for this, uh, uh, you know, very early part of the season. Hopefully, they can, you know, get him a role that uh, is befitting of him because, like, all through last year, you know, through the regular season, playoffs, whatever, it always kind of felt like they were, you know, sort of underutilizing Love and. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, they were fine uh, with that. Uh, it didn't affect their their offensive efficiency, but you, you always kind of wonder, like, how much better can they get if they do, you know, get him on the elbow and, and uh, kind of run the offense through him at times. So, you know, this this hopefully will be used as a good uh, uh, time for experimentation uh, as far as uh, how how Kevin Love's used. Yeah, and especially like um, you got Kyrie out, you know LeBron. If his back starts acting up, like he's gonna have to miss some games, and he might just take a break like he did last year. So, you know, we've seen Love is certainly capable of running a an offense by himself like he did in Minnesota. So it would be like I I think LeBron would be fine with it, like passing off some of that offensive burden, like, if Love can do it for, you know, 15, 20 minutes a night where Love is, like, the main guy on the floor, I think LeBron will be fine with that at, at this age, because, like, I, that was another thing I wanted to, I wanted to bring up with LeBron is, like, he's only 30, but, like, that dude has played so many minutes, like, when do you, yeah. when do you think we start seeing, like, a, a decline from him? Because, like, age-wise, you'd think it'd probably be, like, another, like, four or five years. But the dudes played as many minutes as guys were playing by the time they were, like, 37, 38. Like, how many more years do you think he has in him of, like, complete dominance where he's just clearly the best guy? Man. uh, Like, I don't think it's that many. (laughs) I, I really don't know. Um... Because, like, you see this with, like, great, like, amazing players all the time. Like, arguably best of the game. Like, they they just kind of keep shifting their, like, how they play the game. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, ne- the game never really passes them by. You know, you saw Jordan with it when he started going more back to the basket. Uh, Kobe was able to, I mean, Kobe's not the argument well time but like the way he was able to extend his uh his period of being considered uh one of if not the best in the league uh you see it with you know a guy like Tim Duncan uh so I mean I I really think LeBron's just going to be able to you know he's smart enough to know how to shift his game uh and I'm not sure entirely where that goes I guess that'd be you know more back to the basket stuff post subs uh maybe become a four and or maybe he just become uh, a passing uh, for, uh, point forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah, I just I think he'll be able to shift, and that'll give him, you know, uh, probably a couple more years than whatever we, we think he has left. You know. Yeah, yeah. But no. I, I do I do think he uh, he has started to decline already. Um, obviously, like he was fantastic in the finals, and he's still. 
the greatest in the world. But I mean, just uh, just looking at like how he plays the game, uh, his production is still fantastic. But you know, he's a lot less below the rim. Uh, and, you know, athletically explosive as he used to be. Well, he I maybe a better way to phrase it is he chooses not to. Yeah. Uh, use his athleticism that much because he's trying to save his legs a little more. Yeah, it definitely seems like he picks it, picks and picks and chooses his spots when to like really explode on people. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think it's um, like even like on the fast breaks and stuff. Like, it doesn't seem like he he goes all out like he would maybe like three, four years ago when he was like really trying to make a statement. Um, yeah. And now that he's kind of, like, reached, you know, he's won titles, like, he's kind of secure in, like, his legacy or whatever. Like, it, we saw it last year when he sat out. Like, he's, he doesn't really care about, you know, stats or, I don't know, like, hitting certain benchmarks. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm sure he does in some way, but it's more important for him to be healthy. And if that means, like, he has to just basically sit out two weeks of the season, like, he's going to do it. And I think he'll do it. I think for sure he does it again this year, maybe even multiple times. Um, but I think that was a good point you made about him, you know, shifting his game. And I think that's where love could be really helpful in that yeah. if you can make love the focal point of the offense where, I mean, without Kyrie, like LeBron's probably going to be doing a lot of ball handling, like directing of traffic. Um, and that will just make it so much easier for him if love can be that main guy for yeah it, it's it's interesting like talking about like LeBron you know giving up the, the ball a little bit more and like not controlling the offense as much when like last year last year it felt like we were you know or like the the media I guess or bloggers were having you know virtually the same conversation like you know LeBron and Kyrie kind of just have their hands all over this offense at all times and are just kind of isolating, mm-hmm. doing whatever they want and controlling it and not really giving Kevin Love the ball. Um, so, like, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if, like, they do actually change that this year. Uh, because, like, uh, I think Black caught, David Black caught uh, a lot of flag for that, but it was also on LeBron and Kyrie right. that, uh, that Kevin Love wasn't getting uh, maybe as many touches as could have uh, within the offense to make him you know more of a focal point instead of just a, a spread shooter. So, but yeah, especially without Kyrie, um, I think that's more uh, likely to happen. Yeah, because we saw like we haven't really seen him the Cavs with just LeBron and Love like as the two main guys. Like we saw it with LeBron and Kyrie when Love was out, but um, like we haven't really seen this this sort of pairing as like the two like potent offensive threats. And I think it's gonna be really interesting because like it's one thing when you have LeBron and Kyrie like uh, like LeBron's more of like a four at this point in his career but like can still handle the ball. Whereas like now Love Love's I mean he he can stretch the floor as a four but like, your two most dominant players are basically both power forwards on the floor at the same time. Like, I think it's going to be really interesting to 
they're so versatile that of course they can make it work. But I just think it's gonna be really interesting to see like how they do it because like you know they're gonna score points. It's LeBron and Kevin Love. They're they're gonna be fine to an extent, yeah. but like I think it's just like how it works and like what the schemes they use and stuff is gonna be pretty interesting to see because like I mean Mo Williams is fine, but like, at this point in his career, you don't. You don't really need him out there or want him out there doing too much with the ball, right? Like, yeah. I mean, he's just kind of there because you don't want to play Del Vadova 35 minutes a night. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I think... Yeah, uh, no. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but I, it's like... To change gears, I guess, it, it's going to be nice for them to have Verjao back as well. Yeah, they'll... Uh, They'll provide some depth for uh, all that, all that. Uh, what do you call it? Front line. Yeah. Um, I'm really actually kind of curious to see uh, if Sasha Khan gets any minutes uh, and how he plays when he does. Because um, like he's been kind of killing it in the Chinese basketball league, <laughs> um, for you know a, a little while, and like um, everything that like you hear come out of there and like other reporters that are better acquainted with that part of the uh, basketball world you know and, uh, all reports indicate like he apparently he's got some NBA talent mm-hmm. uh, it can legitimately play basketball like it's not just having his points inflated because it's the Chinese Basketball uh, Association so uh, yeah I'm, I'm really kind of strangely intrigued with, uh, with how Sasha Khan could fit in could uh, potentially fit into, uh, into this thing. Yeah, I mean, I... Like, I remember him from Kansas, but, like, that's <laughs> it. Like, I I just completely forgot about that guy. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, he's, like, almost he's seven feet tall. Like, if he has, like, good... Not even, like, he doesn't even have to be, like, a great athlete, but if he can just, like, be, like, a poor man's version of Mozgov, like, I don't know. I feel like they could find use for him, especially, like, you kind of have to assume it'll be nice to have Barish out back. Like, you can't bank on him playing 70-plus games for you. Like, and they don't really have anyone else. Like, it's Love, Tristan, Mozgov, and Barish out, and then it's Khan. Like, that's it. I mean, I guess LeBron yeah. will play the four sometimes, so that'll work out. But, but yeah, any, in, like, any injuries to the front line and Khan is right th- right in there. You seem to be getting minutes, so Yeah, you know, I I like how we we waited to do this podcast because we were waiting to see what Tristan was was gonna do and then just like didn't talk about it. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean he's there. We kinda I mean we kinda know it. He is at this point from right. the finals. He's he's still got a lot of potential. Obviously, you know, he's like what twenty three, I think. Yeah, something like that. So so I mean, he's still got a lot of room to grow. Uh, hopefully, for their sake, it can be on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, help protect that room more. Uh, but yeah, you know, he's he's trusted. He's extremely valuable in this team, yeah. as his contract shows. Yeah, and he knows. It's weird, kind of like to get a role player making that much money. And like in some ways, he is just a role player, like a great rebounder. But I mean, he's so valuable to that team. 
it's it's really like it really is big to have him back because your front court's pretty thin if you don't have Tristan. Like you're relying on you're relying on Verjao and Sasha Khan as your only backups, you know, without Thompson. And now to have like that that big man rotation of Love, Mozgov, and Thompson is so strong. Yeah, Especially if they all stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, you've got, like, three legitimate starters. Right. Or guys who have, like, starter minutes uh, all in one game. So, right. it's, uh, yeah, that front ride is, is tough to deal with. And when they go big and just out-rebound everybody, it's crazy. Especially when you have, like, LeBron at the three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's, like, such an incredible <laughs> rebounder. Like, just those three guys hit the, hit the glass is just unreal. Um, they don't, they don't give up much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, LeBron... LeBron could probably average double-digit rebounds if he felt like it. Like, yeah. I mean, LeBron could probably average double-digit everything if he yeah. felt like it. <laughs> Alright. I think that's a good place to end. You got any final thoughts on the Cavs before we wrap things uh, up? Yeah, real quick, just uh, shout-out Richard Jefferson. He's still out here dunking on people. <laughs> 2015... So, yeah, go, uh, go Richard Jefferson. Yeah, he's only, like, 34 or something like that. Really? Wow. Yeah. He, oh, 35. He just turned 35. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why that one year makes, like, that big of a difference. To me. But I just went, like, oh, okay, yeah, it makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, he, he was a dude who, I swear, is, like, like, was almost 40. And apparently he... <laughs> Not I mean, either. I thought he fell off. Like, when he was in San Antonio, I hated him. But, you know, then he kind of caught back up in, in Dallas and yeah. played somewhere else. And it's not but, yeah, he's, he's still doing positive things on the basketball court. So. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap on the Cavs. I'm Jack, my boy Ian. Here's our guy, DJ Los Latino, playing us out. Peace. This ain't jump. This ain't slam. The name of this record is Bounce.